0: It's been 5 years since we last heard from him, but we've tracked him down. Adi Iskanda joins us on this episode. Adi Iskanda is here and we speak to him about his journey to becoming national team captain, how he had to sort out differences between players, and how he felt like being recognised by the president. And we also asked about his regrets of the 2015 Sea Games campaign. Hi and welcome to The Final Whistle, this is Deepan. And this is Kabir. Kabir, a big one today. A big one because of the stature of our guest. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure about what you think, but when we talk about former or current national team captains, you always feel like you're talking to a, a larger-than-life character. Mm. Uh, of course, in one of our earlier episodes, uh, we had the current national team skipper in Harris Harun, and he was a great guest to have on the show. Uh, yep. Kabir, why is it that when it comes to captains, uh, why is it that these players are often the face of the team and the ones that are long remembered even after they retire? Of course, man. Even um, when you see... Press, when you watch press conferences,
1: um, the captain is always there with the coach. They're always, always answering questions on behalf of the team. Um, I'm not a footballer, but I know that they are also the ones that uh, bring the team together. And they are the ones who speak to the coaches or the backroom staff on behalf of their teammates.
0: Yeah, and I think it's fair to say that they are the glue of the team in most occasions. Yeah. Uh, and the men that we have on our show today... He has shown that in his career, he was an ultimate leader. Mm. He's one of the most capped players ever for the Singapore national team. He captained the Lions from 2003 to 2007. Uh, really pleased and honoured to be in the presence of ID Iskanda today. Uh, welcome to the show, ID. How are you? And uh, what are you up to these days? Is it ID or ED?
2: Uh, Thank you, uh, first of all, for the uh, kind introduction. Uh, I think you can call me AD or ID, it doesn't matter because uh, my parents call me AD. Mm. Uh, but of course, uh, my coaches or uh, my colleagues or my teammates, some of them, they call me ID. So it doesn't matter to Basically me. Basically, every,
1: every Singaporean calls you ID. <laughs> yeah,
2: I think so. So anyways, uh, I'm comfortable with either AD, mm. I, uh, ID or even aid.
0: <laughs> what
2: are you up to right now? Okay, um, just uh, what am I up to right now? Uh, as you all know, right, I'm a father of four. So mm-hmm. that four kids actually keep me uh, busy uh, and also fully occupied. Uh, but at the same time, on um, on a serious note, um, I'm actually doing some uh, consulting work. Okay. Uh, I'm an event consultant. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, how I got into this industry uh, is because um, back, in 2008 and 2009, during my tail end of my playing career, um, I got involved with menu soccer schools. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and uh, my good friend back then was Bambang Sugeng so uh, He owns uh, Kirkwall uh, Private Limited. And it happens that uh, he's a big United fan. And he bought the uh, menu soccer, so- soccer schools rights for Southeast Asia. And I was actually running the operations for uh, many soccer schools uh, uh, in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. So we we did a lot of programs in Singapore, Indonesia, Thailand, Malaysia, and uh, and even Philippines. So uh, with through that experience and with the networks uh, that that I uh, acquired from from that experience, uh, I decided to to go into this uh, industry after mm-hmm. uh, my coaching career ends in
0: 2015. Yep. Yeah. The last time I saw ID was, of course, in 2015. It's been five five years since then. Uh, time has really flown by. Uh, of course, let's get right to the start of your childhood days. Uh, right now, of course, we know you as the, the national team captain and, and a coach. But how did football begin for you? When did you realise that mm, I'm quite good at football?
2: Well, I think football uh, began... When I first uh, uh, watched uh, Man United uh, played on on television Mm -hmm. back then, uh, I'm not sure whether you guys remembered uh, back in the 80s, uh, you know, uh, EPL, uh, back then I think it was called BPL or EPL. Mm -hmm. uh, It was only shown uh, on television's, on every weekends, So I always look forward uh, to watch uh, games on every weekends. Beside the Malaysia Cup, of course, there's uh, uh, English Premier League uh, teams to play. So what caught uh, my attention was uh, when I first watched uh, Brian Robson actually played for uh, Man United. Mm. Uh, he was uh, Captain Fantastic, Captain Marvelous, uh, whatever you can call him. Uh, he's uh, the type of player uh, that really... Gave me goosebumps watching him play, because uh, his uh, his stuff is uh, you know he can score goals, he can defend, he can attack, and he's also inspirational uh, to to his teammates and to the team. So that made me fell in love with football, um, and of course with the support of my late grandfather, uh, he bought my first pair of boots, uh, and I. I was so excited having to put on those boots and uh, actually played um, uh, on an open space just next to to my block. Back then I was living at uh, Trobriang Heights, and uh, just get a group of boys, um, friends, and uh, we played uh, practically every day. Um, but what really made me got into football as well, uh, inspired me uh, further uh, as I grew up uh, was watching the lights of Fundy Fandi uh, Ahmad, Malik Awab, uh, David Lee, uh, playing at the national, uh, national Stadium. So my late grandfather also brought me to watch uh, uh, games at National Stadium, and that really uh, struck me, and, and I asked myself, and I actually, uh, I really want to play uh, on that football pitch one day, having fans supporting uh, me.
0: Mm. So was uh, school football the, the first time that you started playing football in a team setting or?
2: Yeah, I remember playing for my primary school uh, team. Uh, it was a lousy team.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which primary school is this?
2: Uh, it was uh, Pasipanjang Primary. Okay. okay. Um, but after a while, um, after primary school uh, I mean the school team did not go far so I just managed to complete the first round and was booted out uh, didn't manage to progress to the next, next uh, round
3: mm-hmm.
2: in secondary school it was the same um, <clears throat> I went to Tangling Technical School um, I played in the school team uh, but then again got whacked 5-0 10-0 I was the defender midfielder striker I was I was playing all over the pitch, mm-hmm. you know, be, having to, uh, to get the ball, you know, and having to actually defend and also trying to score goals.
1: So uh, were you the, like, harapan of the team? Like, uh, the
2: hopes? <laughs> it looked like that, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, the journey during my primary school and secondary, secondary school days weren't that pleasant, right, for football, mm. uh, football football side because uh, number one didn't get a, a good team to play with good players to play with number two my my mom uh, told me that uh, if you want to play football if you want to go to the milo school because back then milo school was a was a big mm. thing you have to complete your uh, religious class on mm. every weekends so i had to wait until uh, i reached sixteen then i i was able to go to the selection for Milo school oh, okay. all right so walking back uh, into my second school days um, i used to have uh, a malay teacher okay i call this all right this Chegu saw my potential in sepak takraw so he wanted me to go for a sepak takraw trial so i went uh, managed to get into the uh, selection, I was selected, and uh, I could play for the national team. But I asked myself, I said that this is not the spot that I want. Hmm. I wanted, you know, because I I don't like having to juggle the ball and just remain static <laughs> in a small court. Yeah. You know, uh, I think I need. But to... was it
1: a good? Was your school team a good team? <laughs> good uh, team?
2: It, it was okay. It was okay. <laughs> so what happened was my my teacher. Uh, he he was so angry. So there was one day after playing uh, football during my recess time. Uh, this, I think I remember it was, uh, I was at uh, secondary four, taking my N levels. So, uh, and after recess, it was his class, the Malay class. Then he saw me, uh, my, my uniform was wet, okay. But I attended his class uh, uh, punctually. But he walked towards me and he said, "Come, I'm gonna bring you to the principal office." I said, "Why?" I said, "Yeah, because you're all wet, and I think you don't deserve to be uh, in, in in my class." So I said, "But I I came to your class early, you know." So he brought me to the principal office, and he he told my principal, "Please cane this boy." <laughs> so I asked, I mean, I told the principal, I said, "Why should you cane me? Because you know I did nothing wrong. I was just playing football." Rather than I, I smoke or, mm. you know, I, 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 I do something bad. Uh, I'm, I am was just playing football. So he he told the teacher, okay, I will deal with him. He closed the door. Then he told me, why, why do you play football and get yourself wet? I said, yes, sir, but because I love football, you know. So he told me, okay, I'm just going to cane you, but I'm going to cane you on your hand. All right. But I will tell the teacher that I'm going to cane you at your backside. Mm. Okay. Mm. <laughs> so he did that. Okay. <laughs> So he did that, then I went back to to class all right three months later, okay, just to cut the story short um I went for selection on my uh, on my own. I went for Asian school selection all right so I got in and I was also made a captain
0: mm-hmm. okay
2: from a lousy uh i mean uh, I was playing in a lousy school team and I got selected into the Asian school team to represent Singapore in the Asian school competition in Bangkok. And it happened that the reporter actually made uh, a, a good, ri- nice write-up about myself. Okay. Full page from the new, pa- new paper. I mm-hmm. still remember that. So my principal called me and uh, uh, called me to the office and I told, uh, and asked him, so why do you call me? Are you going to cane me again? They said, no, this time around, I'm not going to cane you. I'm going to give you something uh, um, because you have done something proud for the school. So he said, uh, what is it, sir? Oh, I saw your article. I think you have done prod, uh, you have done us proud. He took out his wallet, he gave me three hundred dollars. Okay, this is your three hundred dollars for oh. you to spend for your trip to Bangkok. This, I said, this was you. which year was this? This was in nineteen ninety one. Mm, three
1: hundred dollars was a lot, a lot back then. A lot, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, so that that was uh, but I I have to thank my dad Malay teacher because he gave me something motivational. He said something, uh, something bad to me. He said that, "Do you think you can be the next Fandi Ahmad? Why do you, you, why do you want to play football? Mm. You think you can earn so much?" So that remarks actually, uh, it hurt me. Mm. But at the same time, I wanted to prove him wrong. Mm. Uh, so I, I wanted to show him that actually, by playing football, you still can earn a living. You know. So I worked my my, my, my ass off mm-hmm. um, and uh, eventually after Asian school, when I came back, um, I went for the Milo school trials and got selected because I completed my religious class. Uh, then after that, uh, Robert Lynn spotted me uh, because to be honest with you, back then I wasn't playing as a defender. I was actually a winger. I was wow. playing as a midfielder, you know, okay. I was scoring goals and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, Level, right? Uh, right, right, more on the right. <laughs> uh, but uh, one of the games during the Asian School Tournament, um, uh, I still remember Chegu Harun Musawa. Uh, he was a head coach and he was actually the mm. assistant coach to the uh, Milo School, to Robert Lin. So he came to me and said, Edie, uh, today I'm, I'm going to actually play you as a defender because the Cor- we're going to play the, the South Korean school team mm. and the Koreans are tall. And I'm one of the tallest uh, back then, so because of that, I need you to play as a defender to actually match uh, and also counter their any area balls. And I played, and we lost two one. So, mm-hmm. so I got stuck because of that, you know. And the teacher or uh, Harun said that he played very well, and he passed the message to Robert Lim, and then after that, Robert Lim converted me into a defender. How were
0: so. you with it though? Sorry, how how do you do you like it? Do you like playing centre back?
2: Uh, actually. M- m- Actually, no, (laughs) you know, if you ask me, uh, you know, when I play with the veterans up to now, uh, they will find me all the way up, you know, (laughs) because I just like to attack, Mm -hmm. move the ball up, you know, Uh, but at the end of the day, it gives me an advantage, you know, because I know how the strikers think, um, how the the strikers move, Mm -hmm. you know, so it gives me an advantage. So I was able to read the game a little bit better. So that gives me the edge. Uh, as a defender.
0: So from the Milo Soccer School, how how did your career go after that? So where where do you play? Okay, um, Milo
2: Soccer School. Then unfortunately they they had to close Milo Soccer School mm-hmm. and then they changed it into uh, the elite 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 team. Okay, so before uh, it became uh, National Football Academy, they actually changed to elite because back then Milo Soccer School they have three centers. All right, so they changed into just uh, centralized these three centers into one. So we became one. Uh, And at that point of time, I was fortunate enough because uh, there was this Go Chok Tong scheme, if you guys can remember. So they actually sent six best players, five or six best uh, young talented players uh, overseas to... Back then was Czechoslovakia, but now Mm -hmm. it's Slovakia. So uh, I went for trials again. Uh, I think there were about thousand boys who actually went for the trials, and um, they, they had to trim from all over the, the world. No, from all over Singapore. Oh, from thousand, yeah. boys, from thousand boys from Singapore. From okay. Singapore, yeah, to 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 come for trials, and uh, they actually filtered all the way down to six, past mm. six. Yeah, and I was fortunate to to actually go to uh, Nitro FC for three months, and that was a a perfect eye-opener for me because uh, the six of us, myself, uh, and Zainal, Azza Saleh, uh, Nasiruddin Sawardi, then I have, I had Fami Abdullah and myself, uh, we were able to train with the youth teams up all the way to their first team. Okay. and. Then we realised that, you know, we we had so many shortcomings. There were so many uh, blind spots that mm-hmm. we failed uh, to understand or we failed to realise because at the age of 14, 15, over in Europe, they were able to keep with both legs, left and right, mm-hmm. okay, with precision. Mm-hmm. So this is something which uh, I always tell myself that, hey, don't think that we are good. Yes, we may be good in Singapore, but when we go out, we are not that good, you know. Mm-hmm. We're actually a few a uh, few rungs below them, you know. Uh, and how they live, uh, how they actually behave, uh, there was an eye-opener because the food that they eat, the, the diet that they actually had to undertake uh, is not like us over here where we can actually skip breakfast, skip mm-hmm. lunch or, you know, have supper. For them, no. Uh, they have a certain amount of food that they eat lunch uh breakfast lunch dinner and uh supper no suppers for them you know so if you want to be a true professional football player i think going to europe and i think uh those parents uh, those players who want to go to europe to play i think is definitely wise for them and i'm sure iksan is uh iksan fandi is actually gaining from that exposure
0: Mm. yep uh, for yourself, your, your professional career started in 1996 with Police FC at that time. Uh, how do you join up with the club? Okay. Uh, so before I joined
2: Police FC, uh, I was already in the police uh, serving my national service. Mm, okay. Okay. So um, just after that Go scheme, scheme, uh, when I came back, after spending that three months, uh, I was drafted into the national team. National team meaning uh, the Singapore team that actually participated in the 1994 uh, Malaysian Cup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So I was fortunate enough, uh, they were actually looking for young players and I was, uh, I was selected as one of the young players uh, because when I came back, I actually played for Tiong Baru FC. All right. And Tiong Baru FC back then was a semi-pro league. And during the break of Malaysia Cup, uh, the national players will actually play for for the semi-pro clubs like Jungbaru, Baru, Geylang, Taiwit, uh, uh, uh Ballastier. Mm-hmm. So I was in the same thing with Jang Jung. I was in the same thing with uh, Alistair Edwards, mm-hmm. uh, T. Pak Monaden. So uh, that experience actually gave me uh, yeah, uh, a lot of uh, learning. Uh, it was a good learning curve mm-hmm. for me. And uh, then Unfortunately, 90, after that 1994, when we won, I was part of the team. Uh, then 1995, Singapore got booted out from Malaysia yeah. Cup. So the national team, we had already trained overseas uh, to actually prepare for the 1995 uh, Malaysia Cup season. But unfortunately, um, they, you know, we booted out. So we had to play in the local league. Mm. Okay. And during that 1995, of course, we, we won the, the league. Uh, we played against the local clubs. Uh, He was still semi-pro. Then that's where Singapore League was actually born in 1986. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, to actually, uh, why I was in police, naturally because uh, I was serving national service, uh, police. Then secondly, uh, during that period of time, uh, when they launched this uh, S League, uh, all the national players had to be separated. So you can't have a big pool of national players in one club mm-hmm. so to be fair right because uh, it's a new league mm-hmm. and you want um, and they want to make the, the league vibrant uh, competitive so every clubs were uh, were given three players so myself Samawira Basri and Naha Dawood uh, were from the national team were actually uh, uh, drafted into police okay. whereas Fandi uh uh, Lim Tong Hai mm. uh, were in uh, Gelang yeah, for example, right?
1: So, how was yeah. that process? Like, did they just randomly select or did the teams come and no, choose? No,
2: randomly select.
1: Randomly selected?
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, that was what I've been told. Uh, mm. So, I don't know if there's <laughs> anything behind it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, of course, um, you went on to have quite a long association with the club itself yeah. uh, when they went on to become, so you know, home united. Uh, yeah. Uh, exactly I mean when it comes to Home United um, when we talk about legends you're a name that comes to mind very quickly Uh, 10 years with the club uh, in total what are your best memories uh, from your time there I think uh, in terms of trophies you got two S-League titles and four Singapore Cups if I'm not wrong Uh, how was the memories there oh memories there Um, a lot of
2: unforgettable memories Um, I think uh, what made uh, Home United, a uh, successful club back then was because of their vision, all right? Uh, they know what they want to build. Uh, they, they were there. Uh, back then, the management were there to actually build for success. And I, I got bought in uh, with their vision. Uh, and the quality of coaches they actually bring in back then, uh, like Robert Albert, Steve Darby, uh, then after that, subsequently, the Korean coach, you know, uh, speaks for itself. Mm. Yeah. And then the quality of players as well that, uh, that I w- they wanted to go to Home United. You know, I still remember I was so happy uh, when I got to find out that S. Ramani finally wanted to sign for Home United mm-hmm. because it was so difficult. He he was, ex- he just won the play uh, of the year for Tajong Paga FC mm-hmm. uh, back in 1998. Mm. And I told Robert Alberts, we must get this this guy. You know, if, if you want to win the league, you have to get this guy. And true enough, you know, uh, Subramani uh, came and we won our first ever S-league uh, title. And after that, subsequently, a lot of many good players come like Indra, Lionel. Uh, we, we were able to get a place like Paris, mm-hmm. you know, uh, surachai uh, and <laughs> the list go on and on, yeah. you know, Suti as well. Uh, yeah. So, a lot of good memories, you know. Uh, good memories having to play, uh, uh, you know, in AFC Cup. I think those are fantastic memories because we were able to actually test ourselves against the best and back then, uh, I mean, the best memory f- memories for us would be during Steve Derby because uh, he's, he's a great coach, fantastic motivator, uh, um, and he was able to actually get the team together and, um, yeah, you know, he, he just had to uh, do nothing, you know, he was coaching effortlessly, uh, during those times. Uh.
0: Mm-hmm. Fantastic to hear the yeah, names but... that he just mentioned. <laughs> you also had, Ekmar was there when yeah, you were there, ECMA right? as well. Yeah.
2: So, I have to ask this question.
1: <laughs> when that photo came out, what, what was the reaction in the dressing room?
2: <laughs> no, actually, during the celebration, we didn't notice,
0: uh, you know, because, yeah,
2: obviously, uh, I mean, we, we, we tend to be naked, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's normal. Yeah, it's normal. normal like, like, bit, you know, we yeah. tend to be naked or semi-naked. Mm. But I didn't know how come this uh, <laughs> reporter actually managed to squeeze himself in and managed to take that photo and uh, managed to get the egg mass anaconda <laughs>
0: <laughs> no but I mean I can never understand how it was published like yeah. uh, how did they not see it <laughs> yeah <laughs> <It's> hilarious <man. laughs> he, he must have been disturbed uh, in the dressing room by you, by you guys uh yeah you know definitely uh, <laughs> we we disturbed him mm-hmm. but he
2: he was upset uh you know when the when the oh, picture was. was when yeah. the photo was mm-hmm. actually published mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, because people were making fun mm-hmm. of it but imagine back then there wasn't any Instagram yes. in case you know if there's there was Instagram or there is Inst- Instagram or you know Facebook I'm I'm pretty sure it would go viral yeah
0: of course <laughs> yeah. I mean it did <laughs> <laughs> but not as viral as we expected. <laughs> like, in terms of the that whole squad, the names that you just mentioned, uh, are you still close with any any of them? Of course, not the foreign players, uh, but the local ones.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm still close with um. Uh, I mean, in fact, all of them, you know, uh, it's just that we don't have that time to actually meet yeah. up. Uh, I'm still close with Lionel. I'm mm-hmm. still close with Subramani. I'm still close with Madani. If you st- you can still remember, I'm um, still close with Surachai, uh, mm-hmm. Suti. You know, also uh, well, Indra. Um, uh, Paris, you know, so, uh, sometimes you just hook up on Facebook. Mm. Sometimes you hook up on Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, just to have uh, some good love, but there were a lot of good memories, especially with uh, Steve Derby. Mm. And, um, yeah, I mean, not forgetting Robert Alberts as well. Robert Alberts had done a good job. I think he's a, a great tactician. Um, you know, he built uh, a team, uh, the foundation, and subsequently, the foundation uh, was taken over by Steve Darby, and uh, that was the reason why the success uh, Steve Darby uh, managed to 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 get from 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 the teams that he has coached. Mm-hmm.
1: Do we feel sad that Home United is doesn't exist anymore?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I was actually post. Uh, I actually posted, uh, you know, uh, a few nostalgic uh, moments with Home United. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Uh, feel sad that you know this club uh, is no longer uh, it's no longer exists yeah. um, but the memories will still remain i think people will still remember uh, home united uh, yep. for, for a long long time yep. like, because I, I could still remember home united when home united played uh, saf back then uh, it was in 2003 yeah the stadium was full and people couldn't get into the stadium and they had to actually park their cars opposite mm-hmm. and they actually had to stand on their cars Whoa. to actually watch us play. So that's <laughs> how how So was
1: at Bishan or Bishan, Bishan? Yeah. Bishan, it
2: was at Bishan. So it was a full 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 mm. attendance uh, <laughs> full match.
0: Full like. plus plus. <laughs> full plus plus, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, moving on to your national team career. It's a career that lasted from ninety-five all the way to two thousand and seven. Uh, one question I want to ask is, you know, with every new year you get new young players coming yeah. in and all. Uh how do you maintain that relationship uh with the players and always tell yourself that you can easily be be replaced? How yeah. how do you keep yourself on your toes?
2: Yeah, I always tell myself uh when the first time I, I got into the national team that uh to be in a national team is actually easy to achieve that. But to maintain, to stay, to remain uh, is an uphill task. Mm-hmm. So you need to always give your best. Uh, you need to remain focused. You need to look after yourself, because as footballer, our our nightmare is actually getting injured. You know, and that's when you can get easily get replaced because uh, new players actually uh, will come in, and uh, they get a chance to 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 outshine you, and they will replace you. You know, uh, just to retract a little bit. When I was during my days uh, at. Tiong Baru FC you know I still remember this I was a substitute okay um, I was playing the same position as Heidi Swap the coach that just resigned yeah, from Tanjung Paga right he was actually a, a a hard tackler a hard defender alright and he was always ahead of me but I told myself uh, I just have to wait for, for the right moment for me to come in and actually uh get that opportunity and keep hold of my position so I waited for almost six months, you know, uh, and it was painful, but nevertheless, I I always keep uh, motivating myself and keep uh, training hard. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was unfortunate for Hyri back then. He got injured and he was out and my uh, my chance, my opportunity, and I had to mark uh, Zaklo Vidan. Zaklo Vidan was a uh, Gaelong top scorer for many, many years back then. So there were two occasions when Gelang played yang baru I was able to mark him and he didn't, he didn't score he didn't manage to score mm-hmm. so that was the reason why I was actually earmarked and uh, selected to 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 mm-hmm. the national team
3: mm-hmm.
2: after that performances yeah uh so coming back to your question yes it's always tough when you see new blood coming in um uh, uh, but you just have to motivate yourself um, and uh for me it's simple Um. Uh, you, no one is irreplaceable, all right. Mm. Whether you you are the captain, whether you are the main striker, uh, whether you are the playmaker, all right. Because what is important is actually uh, the your performance in the last game, your last perf- your last game, the perf- performance that matter. Mm. So if you played if you play well in the last game, make sure that the next game you play well. Mm-hmm. So that's my philosophy.
0: Mm. Okay. Uh, in terms of the national team at that time, um, from ninety five to 2007, uh, who were your best mates along the way? Uh, was it always the same ones or, you know, when they retire, who comes in and all? Okay. Uh,
2: it, it was funny when I, the first time when I got called up, uh, I was actually thinking that I was in a dream, you
3: mm-hmm. know,
2: because... So who gave you the call up? Uh gave me the call up okay I was informed by Robert Lim like, because he was my coach mm-hmm. for, for the under 23 right uh, the yeah uh, it was Ken Warden all right? Ken Warden okay. yeah Ken Warden um, so when I was supposed to report to the training ground uh Okay, one 18-year-old boy, you know, feeling very shy, uh, having to meet Fundy for the first time in person, you know, having to meet Malik Awab, having to meet David Lee, having to meet Abbas Saad, you know. So these are the guys whom I actually watched them from the stands. But now I'm able, I'm able to actually play mm-hmm. on the field with them. It took me three months to settle down. Oh. Three months, guys, three months, okay. I was... Being bullied by Abbas, you know, because <laughs> to be honest, Abbas is, uh, he's fit, he's smart and he's a great dribbler. Mm. So no way you can actually mark him, you know. <laughs> so the first three months I was being bullied, you know, <laughs> but I learned uh, along the way. So to answer to your questions, actually the one that, there's this small group, the junior ones who, who kept me... Uh, comfortable in my comfort zone so at least I could get to to meet them and get to talk to them uh, like Rudy Khairun mm. uh, Saswadi Mata Dasuki and Zachary Awang uh, they were actually quite close to my age mm. but having said that um, Fandi and Malik they never fail to actually get the young boys together with the group mm. okay they look after us uh, share you uh, <clears throat> I think I'm not sure whether Rafi or Nazri has shared this with you guys before um malik Awak will make sure that each and every one of us will bring our prayer mat okay if you saw that no he will slap us you <laughs> <laughs> get a slap so sometimes you get two three slaps a day because you 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 forgot to to pray you know <laughs> uh, that's similar. you know but i think he's good uh, uh, and he will also make sure that you know we we eat well okay uh, we hydrate ourselves uh and uh, he will he he will look after uh, us, okay. So he make sure he checks. Uh, okay, you don't go out tonight. Uh, tomorrow there's a game and stuff like that. So yeah, we will well look after.
0: Nice. Mm. Uh, in terms of getting the armband, that came in two thousand and three. Um, how much of a change was it, you know, to put that armband on and go into games? Well, that
2: that moment was actually one of, uh, I would say, my best moment to 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 be able to captain the national team
0: you were taking over from
2: from Nazri Nazri okay. okay but the timing uh, i had to i had to be positive i had to motivate myself because the timing wasn't uh, i would say ideal for me to take over because in 2002 we were booted out from the tiger mm. cup uh, at, on home home soil mm. okay and we were humiliated by Malaysia issue. with yeah. a scoreline of 4-0. Yeah. So imagine having to take over uh, a team, a young team, uh, because a lot of the senior players were actually dropped. Right? And to actually go out on the pitch and to pro- produce results. You know, yeah. people were expecting definitely with new captain. Yeah. Yeah, they were, they were expected, you know, you can't do bad, any, any, any worse mm-hmm. than, you know, the 4-0 uh, scoreline against Malaysia. Uh, but thank goodness, I think, uh, <clears throat> I have to thank Sivaji because Sivaji was the one who, who suggested that I take over the captain, uh, as um, a captain. Man. And um, he was the interim coach and our first game was against Maldives and you won. So I started on a good note. Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate enough because they uh, hired Radi Abramovich. Mm. And Radi had this vision. He wanted to build a young team uh, with a core of senior players, myself, uh, Subramani. Uh, And yeah, then he built around that. Uh, And thank God, you know, uh, we were able to get, uh, I mean, one, two Tiger Cups back to back.
0: Hmm. What What are the roles of of a captain? I mean, what exactly do you do on a away from a match in a dressing room? In terms of selection, do you play a part? Uh, in terms
2: of selection, I try not to play any part mm-hmm. because uh, I know there's a boundary. Uh, in terms of uh, you know, coaches making selection, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure the coaches have their own. I mean, Rudi has his own coaching uh, team. Uh, back then, the assistant coach was Fandi Ahmad.
0: Do they was, not consult you on like certain things uh, when it comes um, to selection?
2: They do only on certain matters. Mm. Okay. Uh, not all the time. Okay. But certain crucial matches, then they will consult me. Mm. Okay. Uh, what, what
1: what do they ask you? Like
2: uh, They ask me, okay, what do you think? Uh, because they tend to ask me about oh, what's my feeling about... Mm. These boys, mm. for example, uh, in in this department, who do you think uh, trains better mm. in in building up to that game? All right, so I just give my feedback. Okay, uh, so as a captain, uh, it's not an easy task, easy easy role. Uh, we do not have any free pass, right? That we automatically will be fielded. Okay, I always tell myself it add, it adds a lot of responsibility because you are actually the interface uh, between the team and the and, you know the coach or the coaches. Uh, so you have to, to to be able to lead by example. that's number one okay um, uh, you know you have to show your commitment uh, and you have to show a high level of professionalism. Uh, so that was, how I set the benchmark for uh, for for captains, and I think subsequently, uh, you know, the captains that took over me, they they tried to emu-
0: emulate. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, what kind of captain are you? I mean, we have seen captains who are a bit more. Um, they're talented, right? Yeah. So we have like you no know, Cantona as a prime example where mm-hmm. the the players around him said that he was so good at football that he didn't really speak much as a captain. Mm-hmm. And then you also have captains who are really loud mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like like Roy Keane, for example. Were you how how were you like as a captain?
2: Uh, I would say that I'm in between. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not the most skillful, mm-hmm. but I can read the game quite well. Okay, uh, so that actually, uh, uh. You know, uh, I can substitute it with my, you know, um, uh, not so skillful part. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not the loud, I'm not the loudest, okay. But I'm more of a, uh, the type of leader that I will, I will walk the talk. I don't mm-hmm. just talk,
3: mm-hmm.
2: the walk, but I walk the talk. So I'll make sure that I lead by example. Uh, if I go in, I will go in hundred percent. You know, I would tell the players that even if I'm injured, a little injury, but you still can play. You shouldn't use that as an excuse. Mm. You know, you should just give your hundred percent commitment uh, because at the end of the day, you are playing for your country. You know, you're not playing for 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 you know uh, uh, a normal team or uh, you know weekend team. No disrespect to them, but I think when you play for your country, uh, I'm not sure whether you guys are aware. Uh, in 2004, um, in Jakarta. A day before, I actually had a a collision with uh, A.T. Dixon, you know, and uh, I got 13 stitches that I had to go, you know, the doctor actually stitched me with 13 stitches and the doctor said, you can't play for the finals tomorrow. I said, no, you just patch me. I'll just play, you know, even the, our sports trainer, uh, the physio, uh, Wikon also uh, was against me of playing. He told the coach. He told Raddy "Say I don't think Eddie can play." So I told I told Rady. I told coach. I said, "No, I want to play. You just plaster me. I will play." You know. So I just played. I just move on. You know. Um, so that's how you show commitment and you show to your to to your teammates so that your teammates can actually uh, get that energy and also show it on the pitch.
0: In terms of um, the responsibilities of a captain. Uh, were you ever the one who had to solve disputes between players in the national team? Because I know in a national team environment, sometimes the tension can be high. Mm. Um, competitive training and all. Did you ever have to step in and, and be the one that uh became the moderator for for? Uh, yeah, that, that's
2: that's one of the role roles that I had to play. Uh, because you know when in two thousand four, uh. <clears throat> Because what I noticed in two thousand two, that's when we started to to have nat- uh, naturalized foreign talents. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, when there was this stigma back then, that why should we engage foreigners? Mm. We have our own locals, yeah. right? But uh, that's when as captain um, <clears throat> to be the interface between the team and the management, you have to actually rationalize to this place and say that they are not here to take away your, your positions, but they are here to actually enhance the team, to help the team. So uh, there were a few incidents. Okay, I just would like to share one incident. I mean, we had this training uh, camp just before Tiger Cup 2004. We had a training camp in Korea. um e. Dixon and No Alam Shah Who else, right? Must be no (laughs) Alam But he's a a good guy. Okay. So what happened was they were actually singing. They were actually joking in the bus. But I think uh, things got overboard. Itimi wasn't happy because uh, Alam was a little bit more uh, was very sarcastic towards him. So they almost Mm -hmm. gone into blows. Mm -hmm. So I had to be the middle person. Then I had to sit down sit them down and talk to them that they have to put their differences aside. They have to respect each other because yeah. what makes a good team is they respect each other. Okay, when it comes to when, when it comes to play, we play, but when it comes to be serious, we have to be serious. Okay, because we are playing for, you know, our our flag, yeah. and they realized. Then after they became good friends, and uh, yeah, thank God we won.
3: Yes,
0: <laughs> uh, brilliant to hear these stories always. And for yourself, uh, we we talk about the two. AFF Championships. Uh, was there a key difference in these two uh campaigns uh, that stood out for you? Like, does one uh have a higher rank of importance to you compared to the other? Uh, I think both are
2: equally uh important mm-hmm. uh to me, and both have their sweet moments. Eh? Mm-hmm. Why I said sweet moments? The first one because we won it at home. We managed to actually lift the cup in front of our home fans. Yeah. S- the second one, which may not be uh, pleasant uh, for the Thai fans to hear, uh, because we managed to actually beat them mm. in their home soil, you know. O- although we lost 1-0, mm-hmm. but I think in aggregate, we won Yes, right over two legs. So it was painful for them, but it was sweet for us. So these two sweet moments, uh, I would say, uh, are equally important. And uh, I, uh, I hope that you know we we can actually replicate this type of sweet moments again.
0: Yes, was it the two thousand four one or two thousand seven uh, where you guys went to Orchard Road, uh, and I think Lee Sen Long was there for for the presentation and all. Uh, was it two thousand seven? You guys have a victory parade. Two
2: thousand four. Yes, we had we had a victory parade. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to Orchard yep. with the open top bus. Mm-hmm. 2007, we had a victory parade at Vivo. Vivo, okay. Yeah. 2004 was, yeah. 2004 was with uh, our PM, Lee Sen long mm-hmm. uh, We had a, a open top uh, tour and we stopped at Takashimaya.
0: Do you, do you sometimes uh, close your eyes and vividly remember mm-hmm. these moments of uh, not just winning the, the, the title, um, you know, bearing the national flag, but also um, the opportunity to meet these people like, like PM Lee and all. Yeah. Uh, does it give you pride? Does, do you sometimes close your eyes and really imagine and, and just smile back at the memories?
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it gives me a lot of pride. Eh? Sometimes it gives me uh, goosebumps as mm-hmm. well. Uh, just to share, uh, I actually just move into a new place. Mm-hmm. Okay, So usually you have to pack and unpack, right? So while doing this packing and unpacking, Uh, I stumbled upon old photos. So I stumbled upon the photos I took with uh, uh, PM Lee. And also, uh, what was very memorable to me was I stumbled across this photo, uh, my photo with uh, the late uh, President uh, Nader. Okay. Uh, We were invited to Istana. Okay. Um, Twice. Okay. But the first, no, the second one is, yeah, the second one. So, uh, after the second one, after the second visit to Istana, a week later, I received uh, a letter. Okay. And in that letter was a photo, a photo of me and President Arden. And on the photo, President Arden actually wrote, uh, congratulations on your second success, uh, successive uh, titles. Uh, thank you so much for your leadership. Uh, Singapore is very proud. Sign off by President oh, Aden,
1: and I have goosebumps. Right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, I just look at the photo a few days ago, and I mean, I felt so honored.
0: Yeah, yeah. of course. So uh, how
1: was it when after the competition and when you arrive on at the airport, and then you see your fans? How were you like tired, and did you have to, you know? Because I was there. Yeah. Because I see sometimes that you guys were a bit tired after that whole, the whole uh, time when you were playing the game, the training and everything. How was it? How did you feel at the time? Was it tiring? Was it? would <laughs> you feel proud that No, of course, are, we welcome. feel
2: proud. You know, although mm. we are tired. Mm. Uh, I must say, yeah, we are tired. But it was nice to see our mm. fans actually welcoming us. Because not forgetting, uh, without the fans, we are nothing. Mm. Okay, so we have to acknowledge, you know, fans are important to us. Uh, we don't want to play in front of empty stadium. Mm. Uh, they are the one, they are actually our 13, uh, I don't know, 12th player. Uh, and they are equally important. Uh, of course, our our family members as well. Uh, we were looking forward to to see our family members, yeah. you know, as well <laughs> back then. But having to see them, you know, uh, crowding, uh, welcoming us, singing uh, to receive us, mm-hmm. it was a fantastic feeling.
1: I ask this question because every time <laughs> when the national team comes back and then I, I, I'm at the airport and I see th- you guys are actually tired. <laughs> 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 they look tired. They look... Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but it, it okay. must
0: be also, um, in a sense, overbearing in a sense like to see so many fans there, uh, you must be feeling like, wow, uh, this is the kind of impact that we have caused uh, in Singapore. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Moving on to coaching life for, for ID. Uh, I believe the first thing came with Singkang Ponggol yeah. where you first joined up as a player slash assistant coach. Is that right? Yes, correct. So how was that like? How how did that opportunity come about? Okay,
2: um like I said, I was actually at the tail end of my playing career. Mm-hmm. Um I was at a crossroad. Uh whether should I continue playing or should I move on into something else? So I was uh uh approached by York's Broner back then. So he he asked me to actually come to Senkang. Uh because before going to Senkang I was with Geelang for two years. And uh, then I I told him, are you sure you want me to, to play for you? Then he was telling me, yes, I want you to be the assistant coach and at the same time play. So I, because York is a good friend, so I told him, okay, uh, let, let's do this together. I want to help you as well, you know, uh, to build a team. And he showed me the team list and then you have a, a, a good team as well because you, back then, you have, uh, we had Jerry, uh, Bartolomis, and then we had Winston Yap. We had Amos Boone. Uh, we had Indra Shadan. Uh, Raman was playing as well. So I thought, why not? I think it's a good team, you know. Uh, but un- unfortunately, halfway through, uh, it didn't go well. Results uh, were not there. So the chairman, uh, Bill Ng, uh sacked... Uh, Uh, York Steinbrunner and approached me to say that, you know, uh, why don't you take over? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because it's just going to be probably another 10 10 games to go. So I took the challenge, all right? Um, So unfortunately, I had to retire without having to retire in a proper way. Yeah. You know, because Mm -hmm. I was telling myself, if I'm going to play and I'm going to coach, I don't think that. works well, you mm-hmm. know, uh, at that point of time. So I decided, okay, I just going to stop playing. I just going to focus on coaching. So, uh, yeah, um, that was the start of my coaching career. Uh, with Punggul, and I have to thank, uh, Bill Ung for, for that. I think, uh, he had that trust in me. Uh, subsequent year, I took a young team. I inherited a young team because the team that York actually built was actually an expensive team. Uh, with uh, a lot of stars, mm-hmm. so next year they were actually trying to reduce the the cost. So I took a young team. Uh, we we finished second last. And in the third year, um, that's when I actually managed to build my own team. I got a, a group of uh, uh, young and uh, senior players, uh, and also some good foreign players. And I think we finished sixth in the table. And at that point of time, the quality of uh, the teams like Albirex, Etoile FC, uh, then we had the, um, you know, Home United and um, Geelang and as well as uh, Tempenis. They were actually good teams. We managed to beat all the teams, Mm -hmm. although we finished six. Mm -hmm. Uh, We went all the way to the finals in the League Cup. Okay. Uh it's just unfortunate. I think Jordan Jordan wasn't here. <laughs> he missed that penalty, so <laughs> what else we'd have won. But anyway, uh, those were
0: good days. So. Nice. Uh and of course from there you went on to coach the Courts Young Lions at the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have had plenty of guests here uh, on the show and we always discuss the merits of having uh the young lions in the league. Uh I just wanna get your perspective on being the coach of Young Lions. Uh could you share with us the difficulties of of having a young lions, I mean coaching a young lions, because I know that sometimes you you don't even have the the players available to to play mm. for the matches itself. So could you discuss that for for us first?
2: Okay, I'm not sure whether I should add this, but uh, okay, I think for for the sake of uh, uh, to be productive, mm-hmm. okay, uh, let's let's face the truth. Uh, when it comes to that stage of uh, age between eighteen to twenty-three, I think we are—we will always be facing a lot of problems. Mm. Uh, we will be facing uh, players having to to go to schools, players having to go to national service, uh, and this uh, uh, this age as well. You know, the boys are in that uh, in that zone where uh, they. T- like to explore new things. Mm. Okay. They tend to do mischievous things as well. They to find know? themselves. Yeah. Mm. So they have to find the uh, uh, you know which way should they go. Uh yes you're right. Okay. Um a lot of people would be saying the same thing. Okay. Uh, it's a cliche, you know, national service is always an issue. Uh, but we try to manage around it. But if you're gonna keep saying this, uh you will take hundred years or whenever we will never be win the C Games goal. Mm-hmm. If the Sea Games, the uh, age group uh, will remain under 21 or under 23, you will be very, very tough for, for us. Okay. Because I've gone through this and I know it. Uh, it. It was painful for me because I had to, you know, why it was painful? Because that journey, I just completed my pro license. All mm-hmm. right uh so when you when we did the pro license uh all my pro license coaches will share the same sentiments we went to uh to two clubs to attach uh, for attachment with two big clubs in japan all right Uh, shimizu L spouse and tokyo fc Mm -hmm. we we saw the how they actually uh how the club actually operates, okay, basically. So they have the right setup, the right resources, um, the right support and stuff like that. Can you imagine they have uh, three goalkeeper coaches, they have four assistant coaches, they have a doctor, they have a nutritionist, they have a game analyst. Um, You're yeah, talking about infrastructure. But of course, I'm not asking for for all. But what I'm asking is, uh, what the Young Lions coaches are asking is actually to have players, okay? Uh, Those are basic. Um, So when I came back, I had to endure, you know, uh, having to train sometimes with eight players, sometimes with 10 players, sometimes with 11 players. So imagine as a coach, you have your own plans, yeah. Mm. okay? So I want to plan to work with the uh, uh, defenders, okay? So I put up my plan, but comes to 6 p.m., I I only have two defenders available. The rest, they didn't show up because they have school or they had to, they couldn't get released uh, from the camps. So, you have to make do. Alright. Yes, you can uh, make do but if you're talking about a big project, you're talking about getting gold, mm-hmm. then you have to to be serious. Uh, yeah. you know, Because every single detail counts. Right? But uh, I wouldn't fault the stakeholders like Mindev, uh, you know, um, MOE. They try their best, yeah. right? Uh, because they have to be fair to the rest of the sports. Uh, this is something which uh, we need to sit down and see how best we can actually try to support one another. Because at the moment, if you are trying this way, that way, and it's not working, and if we keep continuing, then the results will never come.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about the 2015 C Games since we are on the meta of the C Games. Um, looking back now, do you have any regrets over how you manage the team or, or do you feel like there could have been something that could have been done differently to what you did? Uh, because I say this because at the time, I'm not sure if you agree with me, but uh, we seem to have quite a talented squad yeah. at that time. Uh, what do you think went wrong and why weren't we able to achieve the goals that we set up? Uh, okay, I think <clears throat> there are a lot of factors.
2: I'm just going to zoom in into a few factors. Eh? Mm-hmm. I just am not going to zoom in into all the uh, politicking that happened, uh, yep. you know, uh, during that tournament mm-hmm. or before that tournament. I just felt that uh, that tournament, we we had a, a good set of players, but it's just that the players at that point of time, mentally wasn't ready. Okay. Physically, they were ready, but mentally, uh, why I said that? Because, um, the, the the tournament was actually held in June. Okay. Of course, there's no excuse. People will say that, oh, you, you, can, help, you can have the tournament any part of the month. But because we are so used to having the SEA Games at the end of the year, because my 2013 SEA Games experience as a coach, that I won bronze, it was uh, at the end of the year. Yep. And past yeah. few uh, seasons or past few SEA Games were actually also done at the end of the year. But because that, affect uh, the preparation that's one thing and also uh, the hype of Lions 12 was also has also affected certain uh, individuals in Mm -hmm, the team mm -hmm. because um, they just completed the FA Cup Cup, and then they're going to the militia Cup so everyone is thinking that okay I don't want to get injured you know because Mm -hmm. I want to play in the Lions 12 Mm -hmm. team okay Uh, nobody's fault but I just felt that the timing wasn't conducive or wasn't right for for us to actually clinch our first or to do well Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay that was one part and another factor which probably uh, for me was the missing link in that team was actually Shafi Ghani okay because uh, before the tournament uh, started we had our training match against Istimo and he got injured and he couldn't join the team because before that, the preparation, he actually was doing well. He was actually the link, uh, the, the type of player, the link between midfield and striker to actually supply the balls forward to mm-hmm. Sahil and other players to actually score goals. Um, yeah. So to me, he was our missing link because before that, we actually were in the Asian games and Shafiq Ghani was actually playing well. Okay. Uh, we won once, we lost once, we drew against Oman 3-3. Uh, and, and Shafiq Ghani is the type of player can also, who can also score during free kicks. Free kicks yeah. So he can get you goals. Uh, I have no regrets. I think the boys did their best. They give everything. Although some of them mentally, they were they were not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was happy to see that, you know, a lot of them are still playing. Yes. All right. And the fact that I've given Ho Wai Loon the opportunity to to be in the team and also to play, and he's playing up till now. Uh, some of them are still, uh, you know, uh, they're continuing, except for a few who have dropped out mm-hmm. and uh, seek other pastures. Um, but I want to say that you know the two thousand thirteen team uh, was also uh, that was my first sea games mm-hmm. as a coach, and I mm-hmm. won that I won bronze and. It was one of our proudest moments. Of course, it's not nice to say this uh, on air, but, um, you know, we played Malaysia twice and Malaysia was a SEA Games uh, gold medalist before that, that tournament. You know, they were the 2011 SEA gold medalist and the same coach. Uh, we managed to actually uh, drew in the group stage and actually beat them in the third and fourth playoff. Yeah. Uh, so... I think that was one of the highlights of my career, mm-hmm. coaching career. Nice. What
1: about the pressures that, you know, when going to the Sea Games, we're always like, oh, we should get gold, we should get mm-hmm. gold, we should get mm-hmm. gold. As a coach and having that pressure on on you, do, does it affect you or does it affect your team?
2: I think it affected more to the players because mm-hmm. the players were thinking that, you know, uh, they have to fulfill this yeah. uh, mission. Uh, for me, I tried to calm them down. Uh tried to tell them that just take one game at a time. That mm-hmm. was, that's always been my philosophy, you know, in any tournament, you just take one game at a time and you pick at the right moment and then that's where you go for, uh, for your last uh, sprint, you know. But unfortunately, you know, um, we, we lost against uh, Myanmar to two, uh, I would say, goalkeeping error by Shah Zuan, mm-hmm. But uh, I've never faltered him during my press conference if you were there. Mm-hmm. And then my last game, uh, you know, Ho Wailun got red carded. We were playing 10 men, 1-0. I could have just blamed on Ho uh, Because of Ho Wailun, we lost. Mm-hmm. We couldn't catch up. But I didn't, you know. Mm-hmm. I took the responsibility because for me, it's not nice to actually blame on young players because mm-hmm. they have a yeah. long career ahead of them. So I took the responsibility. I said, yes, I'm accountable. I tried my best. I couldn't win. So I I left. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think people need to uh, to own up, you know, to take responsibility. Yes, you may be the best coach, you may be the best player, but if you don't do well, why not just put up your hand and say, yes, I've done, uh, maybe I've done not good enough. Mm. I take responsibility and maybe it's time for me to live. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and of course, 2015 was the last time that I saw you. I was sitting right in front of you <laughs> when you announced your <laughs> resignation as, as the coach at the time. Uh, but one question I have to ask is: Is there still a future for for coaching for yourself? Do you aim to get back into football?
2: Um. Recently, uh, you know, like again, you know, when the, during the packing and unpacking, I still have my coaching boards and I still have my files and my kids. I told my wife, uh, I think you can throw them. So my kids said, no, 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 don't throw them. Daddy might get into, might get back into coaching. So I said, uh, only God knows lah. I mm-hmm. said, you know. Uh, football has always been close to my heart, you know. Football has given me uh, the type of person who I am right now, okay. has taught me a lot of good values and I must thank to all those people out there who were involved uh, with me, either as a player or as a coach. And I also have to thank the fans, whether they are good fans or bad fans, I always respect them. They are still fans. They are, they are, they are entitled for their opinions, you know. Um Without fans, you know, there's nothing uh, to shout about about football. Yeah, I must say that uh, I'll never say never, okay? Um, I would love to contribute again because serving my country is what I I like the most because it gives me great pleasure. uh, It gives me great satisfaction having to actually do well for the country, to be recognized, you know, you're actually doing something for the country. Mm. Yeah, but
0: who knows? one day so so basically you're saying um, you're willing to listen to, to offers like if there are any
2: <laughs> yeah actually after the 2015 i received a couple of offers overseas mm-hmm. uh, uh, a couple of malaysian clubs actually approached mm-hmm. me but i told myself that i should take a break, break yeah. uh, because having uh, i mean becoming a coach is not mm-hmm. it's, it's not an easy task because it consume a lot of your time uh, away from your family um, yeah, but you never know. Maybe my once my kids have grown up, yeah, they don't need me, they don't need my attention, then probably I might go back to coaching.
0: Okay. Uh, before we let you go, we have the rapid fire round. Five questions that uh, we require immediate answer. I'll start off with the first one. Um, who's the toughest opponent that you've faced? I uh,
2: hate to say this. It's Stan Collymore. Stan Collymore? Wow, well, yeah. when, when was this? Uh, because Stan Colimo played, okay, in Nottingham Forest. He was playing for Nottingham Forest. He mm-hmm. came down to Singapore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Singapore national team actually played against them in okay. 1996. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I had to mark him and he's one huge, gigantic, uh, but he's technically good as well. Mm-hmm. So, one of the toughest opponent that I've played
0: against. Okay. Any, anyone locally? Uh, locally? In training, who was always the hardest to to take on? Okay, I would say Fundy. Fundy, okay. Yeah, because <laughs> I played against him
2: yeah. and um, he's the tough player that, you know, he would just, uh, he doesn't run that much Okay, he knows where to go, where the ball's gonna go, mm-hmm. and he can surprise you. So I hate strikers that can surprise me mm-hmm. because I'm a good reader. Right? Yeah. So if somebody is better than me in terms of reading, then you know I've <laughs> lost the plot. So yeah. finally, is one cheeky uh, good good uh, reader of the game. Mm-hmm. Who is the best coach that you work with? Okay, this is tough. Uh, I would say a few coaches. Uh, I've I've always mentioned this. Um, Steve Darby uh, Robert Alberts and Radia Abramovic uh, This these three, three uh, I would rank as the best coaches I've ever worked with
0: okay
1: okay. third question biggest regret in your career
2: for not playing as a striker <laughs> <laughs> no okay biggest regret in my career I would say uh, actually I have no regrets though um m- I, I, I was actually, okay, in year 2000, I was in 25, you know, um, at the peak of my career. Uh, I had the opportunity to actually go into acting uh, because I acted in one telemovie. And after that, subsequently, they wanted me to, to act in another series and movie. Uh, so, the producer actually called uh, my coach, my coach was Jan paulson mm-hmm. uh, they would like to get uh because they would like to get my time uh, on certain certain days. And then Jan Paulson picked up the phone and said that sorry, he's not a, an actor, he's a footballer. So please disturb <laughs> please stop disturbing him. Mm-hmm. To put on the phone. <laughs> So actually uh, no regrets. I guess uh, I think I, I, I was meant to be a footballer and I uh, enjoyed my my journey as a as a footballer. And, um, and up till now, my kids uh, are still watching the videos of
0: my, my past. Uh, I, I think not just your kids. Uh, I think <laughs> many young people here in
1: Singapore mm-hmm. as well. Fourth question. Suggest a guest for the final whistle. Suggest.
0: Someone who, who have really good stories to share with mm-hmm. us. Uh,
2: have you guys invited Kade?
0: <laughs> why why, why, why <laughs> Kadeh? Why why would <laughs> Kade be a good guest?
2: Okay, Kade will be able to give you a different perspective of... Uh, how we can improve Singapore football. Mm -hmm. Because I think he has seen enough. He has seen enough. Because we are, okay, a lot of us, we are talking at the national team level, right?
3: Mm.
2: How can we do better in national team? But we fail to realize that actually we need to go look down uh, to look at our ecosystem. How can we actually build a good ecosystem in order for us to produce good national players? So I think Kade is the right person for you to speak to because he will give you diversified perspectives about what you can do uh, to actually get uh, a lot of these young talents to push up all the way up to the national team Mm -hmm. because he has been coaching schools for many, many years and he has coached the uh, YOG team, right? Mm -hmm. So he has been involved in youth football for a long, long time. Okay.
0: Uh, The final question is, of course, uh, what is your wish for Singapore football? Well, I wish, uh, I mean,
2: I wish Singapore football will uh, flourish, uh, not only at the national team level, but I think I would like to see a lot of uh, improvements uh, at our club levels, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, because in order to, to produce good national team players as well, beside the ecosystem. That's where you need that platform for the young players to actually play in the athlete. Uh, I wish a lot of young, young players would actually surface, uh, will come out uh, from our youth system and represent the country. And I also would like to see our players that represent the country, they play with determination, commitment, and willing to, to go beyond their comfort zone, you know? So that's, that's my wish. Uh, I'm happy to see Exan Ifan, uh, and a few others, like uh, Haris, Safwan, uh, Zul, Fami, and Faris Ramdi, they are overseas. I would like to see more, more mm. of them, more of them going overseas, more of them, you know, uh, getting out of their comfort zone, testing themselves against the best players or the best teams in, in other leagues. And when they come back, they can actually contribute and uh, inspire the rest of the young players to actually follow their footsteps. So that that's that's one of my wishes. The other wish is I would like to see our local coaches as well do well in overseas, like my brother, uh, Idol Sharin, I would love to see him, you know, um, Rise up and you know, eventually we uh be in, in, in other leagues in better leagues, like you know, um, in Korea or in, in Japan or in China or even in Europe. You mm-hmm. know, I would love to see him there and also Akbar, uh, Sundram, uh I wish a lot of uh, our coaches as well will, will try to venture out, and uh, that's the only way that we can actually try to rejuvenate you know, uh, Singapore football to its best All right. spoken like a true captain exactly
0: <laughs> that, that was pro. I, I would say I mean 26-27 20, episodes in this yeah. is the best answer I've gotten for the wish for Singapore football yes. thank you so much for no coming problem. on the show really nice to hear the stories and memories uh, that you had to share with us thanks so for coming again.
2: thank you so much Kabir and uh, Deepan
0: Kabir a really really good episode I would say um, I initially expected ID to be the same person that I dealt with uh, in 2015 mm. because uh, in 2015, he was, of course, the SEA Games head coach and uh, he was really very different. I, I felt like he had a gut in front of him almost because of the pressures of facing the media, mm-hmm. the fans at that time. So I never had uh, a relationship with him to speak. Um, but today, you know, I got to see a totally different side of him. He was so relaxed, uh, had so much of memories. Uh, story to share with us, and really enjoyed the conversation that I had with him. Mm. How did you find today's episode? I was actually
1: surprised because um we've we've followed the national team for so long, and we've never seen like you said, never seen this side of ID. We've always seen like the um the captain who mm-hmm. says the right things on camera, or the coach who also says the right things on camera. he was totally honest today, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed his stories and that answer for wish for Singapore football. Spoken like a true captain, bro.
0: Yeah, and and, and I think you can just see it by, by speaking to him the aura that he has mm. uh, that's allowed him to be one of the key figures in the national team for a mm. number of years. I mean, to uh, be recognised by the Prime Minister and the President that is captain stuff. Uh. Exactly, and, and and this is why, why we do this, right? To have uh, conversations with people that most people haven't heard of in in a long time. I think Mm. um, 2015 was of course the last time that I saw him and I don't think um, I've ever seen ID as honest as as he was Mm. uh, in this episode. So uh, that's it for this week's episode of The Final Whistle. We hope you enjoyed this one and we will see you again next week.